Hey folks, this episode of the podcast is my conversation with all four members of the Jerry Hatricks. The group has taken frontman Jared Delacky's solo folk music into a four-piece band playing progressive folk rock and punk, and they're about to release their excellent debut EP. The record comes out on Bandcamp October 11th, on streaming services worldwide October 18th, and at a special hometown show October 12th with the Harry Prairies and the Skeller Bouchard Band. It's a fun conversation about converting the songs from solo material to the group, about how the sound has developed with the other members adding their own influences, about playing complicated, dense music in a format that's maybe known for more looser, more spacious sounds, and a lot more. They also record four live songs. Uh, their EP at the time of this release is not quite out yet. So right now there's not a lot of Jerry Hattrick's material that you can actually hear. But on this podcast they recorded four songs right there in the living room with acoustic instruments. And it's a lot of fun. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of first podcast network. Radio. I'm at a house that I've been to before, but it's been a while. I think it's been a couple years since uh, I was last here. At least a year, yeah. And this is for a different project. So mm. I'm with it here with the Jerry Hattricks, which is a name that I, I enjoy. The, uh, <laughs> I like how you have those old pictures where you're dressed up as old people. That was yes. very nice, too. But um, before we even get into anything, I think because there's so many people here, let's just go around the table, everyone identify themselves, and what instrument they play in the band. And then people can put a voice to the name. So. Okay, sweet. Yeah, my name is Jerry Delacky. I play guitar and vocal. I'm Kelsey Halderson, and I play some percussion, and I'm a vocal as well. I'm Eric Jaworski. I play drums and kind of percussion. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm Kyle Halderson. I play bass and some backup vocals here and there. Cool. And it's funny because um, I was thinking about this on the way here, that I've been listening to your new record, which we're going to talk about in great detail, Mm -hmm. quite a bit lately. And I've also been listening to another local band's record, new record, quite a bit lately. And they couldn't be more different. Um, cool. And it, it, both of them are good, but it, it just seems like the other band is a band called Humus. I don't know if you know those guys. They're uh, local uh, three piece, like kind of uh, they play really lo fi sort of all rock. And mm-hmm. the thing I noticed about their new record is the way they use space and how there's a lot of parts in some of the songs where it'll be like very minimal what they're actually playing. And you guys are the opposite of that, yeah. where you have like so much density packed into into yeah. each song. There's just so even watching you do some acoustic stuff just here, the amount of content that is happening at all times yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty hectic right and, and in both cases I think like that can create a mood and it can be evocative and I don't I, I can't decide if I like one better than the other but uh, I'm not trying to pit you guys against another band it's, it's just cool hearing the complete opposite thing yeah, and in sure. both cases it, it does something like it evokes something right so yeah, for sure um, I guess what is the, the reason behind all the I don't call it noise because it's you know it's obviously part of the song but all that output, I guess, like, in a single piece of music, rather than, especially, you know, we have, you have folk influences and things, folk tends to be fairly sparse, and this is, this is, it's heavy-duty, right? So what's, I guess, what's the reason for the heavy duty in the songs? 
I feel like there's just a lot of creative minds. Like Jared, the parts that he creates are very complex. Yeah. And then you throw Kyle in there and his are very complex. So it's like, keep on layering the complexity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared and I uh, started together in a progressive technical metal punk That band. makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> everything we've done ever since, like with his projects and mine, are very, very chalked and dense. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, and your other group like, is very dense as well. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. And that, we're cut from the same cloth and have the same kind of playing style, so... Yeah. And writing style, it's hard to escape it. So do you think it's a, a, a something you're doing on purpose, or just kind of how the songs come out? Like, just... Are you thinking about space or the lack thereof mm-hmm. when, when you're writing songs? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. It's I think the the uh, songs and riffs are probably going to always have that because that's kind of what I like when I'm listening to music too. Yeah, kind of like technicality and difficult songs. And yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> really appreciate. So you don't want to make it easy for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> kind of following that pathway a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess as a listener, um, it kind of reminds me of. It is folk, but then yeah. the busyness of bluegrass and that totally, regard totally, yeah, is yeah. also involved in the writing. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess bluegrass weirdly has a lot, a lot of similarities with some of the more technical metal stuff in terms of yeah, just that density of, yeah. of, of complexity going on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so many notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just usually on a banjo. Though. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you just get a banjo in this. Exactly. Um, so I think people, you know, I know you've been around as this group for a little while, but people might be more familiar with your solo work. Yeah, um, you know, you were on the show a year and a half, two years ago, mm-hmm. talking yeah. about that record, and this is kind of an expansion of the same sort of sound, but obviously a lot more going on with a lot more people involved. Yeah. So, I guess, what was the reason for adding everyone else to the group? It kind of, yeah, it kind of started when we, uh, when Calm Cloud was released in last year, to replicate, or kind of do that sound live, we had to basically form a band, and then it just grew from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was, yeah, I think most of the people here were on the record anyway, right? Like, is that? Yeah. 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 75%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I guess it's not much of a stretch, right? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. New member. Really happy to yes. have you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's something else to, to go into, too. You, you didn't play on the record that's coming out. No, I didn't, actually. So how did you get involved in this crazy bluegrass metal folk? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. I basically, as far as I know, uh, Tyler Hesford, my bandmate from Tusk, yeah. sort of... Uh, put my name out because I think did you yeah. ask him mm-hmm. I was like, out to him yeah he does a lot of people yeah. Yeah. it's like hey can I steal your drummer <laughs> <laughs> pretty well yeah it was just it was just uh, he tossed my name out I came down and immediately I was really smitten with the whole yeah the aesthetic of the songs it's like I used to again also sort of played a fairly techni- in a technical metal band playing drums so while not having to go back to that sort of darkness of music it's really cool to still be able to throw out some really cool like it's not often i get to do something like a paradiddle or a sure yeah, yeah. Beat. you know in a folk group like, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. sure um well one thing well i mean again i don't want to classify you guys only a folk group because there's mm-hmm. obviously a lot more going on like we you know just said but i think one of the kind of hallmarks of folk music is storytelling and do you find it more difficult to get a story across with the lyrics when there is so much going on. Or, I guess maybe a better way of putting that is, do you, do you consider the vocals to be kind of another instrument added to the mix of everything else that's happening? Or do you th- find them more in a singer-songwriter kind of style where the vocals are one half of the, the picture, if that makes sense? I, I think everything's... I treat everything equal, equally as important. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe sometimes vocals should be a little higher, but it's... I well, I certainly don't mean it as a criticism. Oh, <laughs> no. Of course not. I think, I think every uh, part of the band, part of the music we create is like totally essential. And if something was a little quieter or not there, I think it would be like hollow. Sure. Almost. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I guess having two, vo- you know, three vocalists, right, in the group, um, it's interesting how even despite that, they, the vocals still kind of, as a listener anyway, yeah. come across as one of many instruments rather than kind of above, mm-hmm. yeah. which I think in, maybe in some other bands, having that many vo- voices would just completely elevate that. But you've got it, again, whether intentionally or not, kind of in the mix as part in of the, the, the whole, yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be a fourth vocal. Yeah, Eric can yeah. sing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been four told. Parts. <laughs> well, now, now you're on record as saying you can sing. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying I don't know if I now. believe it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sign of a good singer. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's no, but, a neat point. I, I remember because uh, I've been in this in the studio for the mixing and mastering sure. process with John Paul Peters, and he's always made a comment where he's like, the vocals just still aren't that loud yeah. compared to a lot of other songs. Or, yeah, but it's. It works where it is, mm-hmm. kind of like mm. the word is. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's unique. I think that, that the vocals sort of like they go in and out, right? Uh, yeah. With everything else that's happening, it's it's kind yeah. of cool. And it always actually does start as a singer songwriter because it's really like if you've seen Jarrett playing solo shows around yeah. or with Kelsey doing vocals, it's always it starts as that foundation of his crazy finger plucking style and his storytelling vocals, and then we come in and add on top of that. <laughs> sure, yeah. which is so, that's the extra layers of yeah, yeah, yeah. vocals are already there. So I, like we write to try not to clutter what's already there sure get away from it well then i guess to kind of continue that how important are the lyrics to you then because they're not necessarily getting heard above everything else they're they're part of it right so i mean what's kind of your priority as far as songwriting with the lyrics versus the music i think this the lyrics are starting to be more and more uh important okay uh there was some older songs where there was only like probably less than 10 words in the whole song and it was like it's still it was important it meant a lot but I think the lyric the lyrics are starting to be be more of an importance in the songs mm-hmm. and I think we're getting better at at that too yeah. at kind of like the craziness is getting yeah. <laughs> harnessed Can you do that? Yeah. yeah we're getting better at it I think well then maybe uh, I guess for the rest of you like how do you feel about the song the way the songs are written because I mean you know if you're writing lyrics and starting them off as singer-songwriter tunes, and then everyone's adding to that. Like, do you... I mean, obviously, you hear the lyrics, but I, I mean, do you kind of pick those out of the all the noise, and you, you kind of have an idea of what the songs are about before you add your parts to it and everything? Or, or is it just sort of something that happens? It was kind of crazy. Um, when I joined the band, I kind of... It was a, a little bit of a rush. There were already dates booked, mm-hmm. so I had to come in fast. And this was the first time, as at least as a drummer, coming into a situation where I was actually having an easier time picking up cues in the song from the vocals. Oh, really? Than, okay. Like, okay. say, the bass. Because I found that immediately the words were evocative enough that, like, I could tell, oh, he just said that phrase, we're about to hit a chorus, or we're about to hit the bridge. Okay, that's cool. Whereas, yeah. like, and I think, I think it's that sort of off-kilterness which is so cool about it. Like, it does, amongst the hecticness of the music, it does still, I'm not... Sticks up not like a sore thumb, but more so like in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Like a sore toe. A sore toe. There you 
already kind of touched on, you know, you, you had these songs you were playing with most of these people anyway. Mm-hmm. And, but what was the kind of, I guess, the reason to sort of shift the focus from you as the singer-songwriter to the group? Like, and then record an album as the group, an EP as the group. Like, because that's a, you could have kept going as yourself and just had everyone backing you up, right? Yeah. I just, uh, I still like playing solo shows and stuff, but I really enjoy the band too. And it's, the the gigs you get and the bands you get to play with too are like pretty cool. I, and I like playing with solo artists. It's like, I like doing it all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, kind of lost track of what it is. It's cool. It's cool. I, I guess, um, like, Okay, maybe a better way to word that is then, why did this EP that's coming out very soon, um, why did you decide to release it as, as the group versus as yourself with all these players, I guess? I guess the the band is we're kind of the main focus now. That's what we're going for, the band. and Over the yeah. solo stuff. Over the solo, Over the solo stuff. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you find there's a major tone difference? Like, I mean, in terms of this type of songs you're writing? when you're writing specifically for the group versus for yourself and maybe some extra people? Um, or is it essentially the same same style? Yeah. I feel like it has elements of the same style, but it's definitely evolved a lot. Since we've all come together, we've all been able to kind of put pieces in it and create it more together and less of it is on his shoulders. Sure. <laughs> like a good chunk of the EP are reworked bandified songs from his solo sure, debut. Yeah, yeah. So all the bass is written by Jared, essentially, from that first album. So this EP really has one song where I wrote the bass parts. And yeah, the, our drummer at the time, Corey, did all the drums and stuff and his interpretation of that. And then since then, since Eric joined, we've had how many new songs? Well, <laughs> it works with Eric. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> and we've all been writing our own parts to Jarrett's since Eric joined essentially mm-hmm. so like Jarrett will present a song and and we just do our thing to it so now yeah. it's more of like the band dynamic in that sense okay. Okay. definitely and I think in the past like Jarrett would have vocal harmonies already created whereas now I'm actually getting a chance to create vocal harmonies with him okay so, that's cool yeah, yeah it's yeah. really neat to be able to do that yeah where do you think that the um Again, I don't want to get too hung up on the genre thing, but let's just assume for, for the sake of argument that you're a folk group. <laughs> so sure. where do you feel like you fit in within the local music scene? Because Winnipeg and Manitoba obviously is a huge folk scene. Mm-hmm. And within that large folk umbrella, there's all sorts of ridiculous subgenres and different avenues and things. And, and I mean, do, do you feel like you can just go to a folk show and just like, you know, go full on, like turn up and, and just rip melt people's faces or or, or do you like you know what I mean or or are you more suitable to like a rock show like when you're playing what kind of bands sort of fit your the same bill as you I guess or is there somebody like it's it's I feel like it's hard to find somebody at times like I wouldn't say that we could go to a straight up folk um I mean I think you should try see what happens maybe what we did on the like recorded earlier with you was uh with the acoustic which yeah you will hear you hear soon I, yes yeah um, <laughs> yeah the first time ever uh eric he works at l&m and he brought over a big acoustic bass nice. and i got to play that for the first time so we actually more so folkified the song so yeah. i think yes. that's an option for if we want to join a folkier gig we don't have to resort just to the electrics True. And, we will fit in easier there. Mm-hmm. But the bands we have played with, like Otter Than Otters. And, okay, yeah, I can see that being a good and, fit. Uh, House Hanging. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's, 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 
kind of cool because we could kind of chameleon in a way. Like I feel mm-hmm. like we could like we could get away with being on a, a on a gig with like a Tillin, and that's like heavy. <laughs> sure, but yeah, it's technical yeah, yeah. enough that we'd hang. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, like we've played with like. Oh goodness! At the daughter there it was the who was the last band? I forget. I, uh, their name's leaving me. Last Northern show. Lights Drive. Northern, yeah, Northern yeah, yeah, Lights yeah, Drive. Yeah, that was yeah. more of a straight rock and roll thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I it's like the crowd seemed into it. So I feel like we can, depending on how we emphasize and push forward, we right. can kind of chameleon into a bunch of different things. Like as like as technical as prog and as rock as that, and as folk as acoustic and. That's true. Laid back. Yeah. Is there somewhere you'd prefer to fit, though? Like, do you want people to think of this group as a certain thing? Or are you cool with the kind of mutability of it and the it's difficulty been, of labeling it? It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been kind of tricky to just, like, stick into one... Category. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've been enjoying playing with, like, higher energy bands. Mm-hmm. But um, but then I really like playing with folky bands too, like straight folk yes. bands. And... Mm-hmm. What was the other one? I was gonna say punk. We could totally do. Punk? We could get. We could, yeah. we could get yeah. away with the punk show. There's definitely yeah. elements of punk in yeah. what we do. Suburban hypocrites. We're looking at you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd I'd probably be a fun show. Yeah, I, mean, awesome. I just awesome. discovered those guys recently, oh. and holy shit, <laughs> they're ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're cool. so sweet. Yeah. Best punks in town. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, goodness, I hadn't. I, I at least kind of like the hardness to, to classify because at least for me as a personal note, I love a lot of bands that historically have been hard to classify. Like somebody like the Minutemen. Yeah, yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Are, were they punk? Were they new wave? Were was it poetry in motion? It's like yeah. it's sometimes sometimes it can be very hard from a marketing perspective. Like how do we push ourselves? But at the same time seems like once people see us and yeah. get the vibe... Yeah, I can't imagine how hard it would be to write a press release about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, doesn't it say, like, jazz, fusion, punk-influenced acoustic <laughs> Well, I, I think the Minutemen is a good example. Like, uh, I, I'm babbling here, but the Minutemen, like, when I first heard about them, I was like, oh, SST, it's going to be a hardcore record. And I, I was like, I'm going to check this out. It sounds great, because I, you know, I love all those other bands. And I put it on, what the hell is this? Like, it, it's, you can't. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what to call it today. I've listened to it how many hours of their stuff I have no clue how to define what they do at all yeah. so that, that's kind of cool I guess yeah. Yeah, just to have that just I don't know yeah. <laughs> something but you do have to I mean like all jokes aside about the marketing and stuff you, you kind of do need to come up with some kind of way to define yourselves unfortunately because yeah. everyone wants to put people in categories and file them away right so yeah it's true as um, also I keep saying a listener Jarrett is the mastermind of this yeah. and me listening to his lyrics and the, kind of the quirkiness I've and I guess when you create a press release or you write a bio or kind of create a profile on some kind of online thing like that, you have to create related bands. Of course. Yeah. And I'm, I myself have heard a lot of Kurt Vile-isms okay, in, okay. in Jared Delackey's. Uh, that's kind of cool, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of that, but that's... that's I'd uh, say Jared Delackey. <laughs> <laughs> You're right that? in front of me. It is really guy. That's actually kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was really taking myself into the listener perspective. For absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs>
So when is the record actually coming out? I know you have a different, uh, you have a release show and then you have a like, worldwide online release date, right? Yeah, there's three dates. Um, October 11th, it'll be on Bandcamp. You can take it for a preview. And then the next day, October 12th, will be the live show where we'll have hard copies of it. And and then a week later on the Friday, October the 18th, I think it's a Friday, we'll be on everywhere else, all the platforms. Cool. Spotify mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So what was the reason for the separate dates rather than just um, dumping it all out on the same, same time? Just kind of, it just didn't exactly line up. It was hard to like book the show. And oh yeah, like, okay, yeah. It was tough. So it kind of, it's just the best we could do. Really. No, it was intentional. It was uh, a <laughs> new, yeah. newfangled experimental marketing. You guys are just ahead of the curve here. Yeah. History of master plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, what? Not, not, not that I'm gonna say what is the master plan, but what, once the record's out, well, what are you guys planning on doing with that? Is there tours or anything in the works, or what's the uh, kind of? Next step, I guess. There's like rough plans. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, I, I do feel, I probably all feel the same. That I feel like there's a lot of work still to do here in Winnipeg. Yeah. And uh, Do you mean in terms of just kind of getting the word out about you and, and yeah. getting more shows and things yeah. like that? Yeah. All that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, could def- we definitely want to do some more fests next summer. Like we hit yes. Flynn Flon this past yeah, summer. Yeah, that's it was cool. an absolute yeah. blast. It was yeah. great. Give us a taste of that. Like, we could do, like, a home route, might do a home route style thing. Maybe do the, take yeah. the acoustic thing on the road. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just just get a little more worldly. Yeah, there's a lot we could do with, with this EP. When it comes out, we can build more of a, I guess, a profile with it and apply for different festivals yeah, because for you have some year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, stay home. And, and even if there's stuff nearby, if we get into festival in other provinces, like, yeah. hell yeah. Well, festivals seem like the, the ideal place for you because of the, you know, what kind of genre is that? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. but, but, I mean, take something like a folk festival. Typically, they'll have folk as mm-hmm. the main thing, but then they have like weird funk bands and jazz bands mm-hmm. and like, you know, world music and stuff all mixed together. So yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. seems like the ideal yeah. thing for you guys to do. Like rather than a bar show. I mean, I, I can see it's working in a bar show too, but oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Is that sort of the idea is just to get as many festivals as you can? Because there's new I ones every so. week. Oh right? yeah. Oh, so many festivals. We're up for that, definitely. <laughs> I think that like a Canadian tour is within a year or two away. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And by then, like, there's going to be another EP out, or maybe album by that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, we had to get this one out because, yeah, people need to know who we are, and we needed, we needed something current, what we're doing now. Sure. And here it is, finally. Yeah. There's a lot of other songs pretty much ready for yeah. release, too. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. 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 So. How long ago were those recorded, the ones on the EP? Like, has it been, they've been sitting for a while, or, or is it fairly recent? We started recording it, like, what... 
Not sure. Not too long after yeah. Calm Cloud came out. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Really? Has it been like a year? Or what? I don't know Not if the, pro- the process wasn't as crazy long as Calm Cloud. Yeah. But um, I'm just trying to remember. Time. What is time? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all when we tracked Corey on the drums there. What and... color were the yeah. leaves? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because Calm Cloud was 2018. That it came out. Came out. Yeah. Four years before that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long was a fucking process. process. Yeah. But uh, I think we had a few more things figured out where we could end this last song. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. If it came out 2018, then the, the recording process around 2018. Okay. Earlier. <laughs> I like how you're all sort of figuring out the math like, between yeah. 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 Well, I, I guess the reason I ask is because a lot of the time I have bands on here and they are all excited about something they're about to release or they just released but they also kind of feel like they're sick of those songs and they've been working on it for however long and then by the time it's out there, they want to just scrap them all and start playing the new stuff but they can't because people want to hear the stuff on the record. Like, are you at that point yet or is the, new, is the stuff on the record still fresh enough that you're, you know, you're, you're happy playing it still and you don't feel kind of like it's tired, right? Like, no, it still feels pretty, pretty fresh. <laughs> I think and just because we rewired it. Rewired it. Yeah. yeah. And like this, Eric's and Eric and Kyle and everybody's kind of throwing their own twists more into them too yeah we're getting a lot more comfortable and and uh improvisational mm-hmm. and and the tighter we are it doesn't matter how many times we play the same song it's just it's that much more satisfying sure. when we nail it further mm-hmm. and further and so many people haven't heard it and haven't seen us live so it's fresh in that regard that's true yeah yeah at the same time can't wait to keep releasing mm-hmm. new songs yeah yeah and, and just being a brand new band that's releasing an album you know it's a DIY kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It's not going to hurt if we have more recordings to no, no, definitely throw not. out there too much. We're not obligated to like contractually to yeah. play yeah. these songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, de- like I said, there definitely are some people who are just like, Oh fuck, I have to play these songs again. Cause mm-hmm. they've been spending like, you know, a year or whatever, preparing them and recording them. Yeah. And then yeah. it's just like, I'm done. We, we sound different now, but yeah. I'm glad yeah. that you're still like, yeah, it's, it's, it's still all fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think around the table, we're all, people who take our time because how long did dizzy take that was you sat on those for a long time yeah these are all songs and then i've got i've i've got solo tunes that i keep meaning to record that i've oh, had on the i've had the yeah. burner since like 2016 yeah <laughs> so it's like you know it's 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 sometimes you just gotta hold on and wait for the right moment and exactly you need, mm-hmm. if you know it's push. a good product it's yeah you won't get sick of it you just got to keep putting yourself in the listeners' shoes. Like, if there's no listeners yet, and it's brand new to them when right. it comes out. Well, that's the benefit, yeah. I guess, yeah. is that you are new enough that, mm-hmm. I mean, some bands have been around for eight years or whatever, that I guess, yeah, it's easier for them to get tired of it because they have to be playing it to people who already know their songs. Or you have the benefit yeah. of, this is new, what is this? Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of cool.
So the uh, the record, you said John Paul Peters did the. He did the. Um, Kyle did the, the recording okay. and mixed it as as far as he could take it, and then then we took that and we brought it over to John Paul and then he further mixed it and mastered it, and that's where it is. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the mixing process took quite a while because. I was actually in Toronto with uh, Dizzy, so I was like mixing in a hotel room <laughs> when I had time to. Yeah. And then like heard it in my car when I got home. And I was like, oh nope. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it was fractured amounts of time with the mixing, yeah, which yeah, kind of sure. prolonged the process. But yeah, it was it was fun. A lot yeah. Of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it came out how you wanted, obviously. I mean, you got oh, yeah. at this oh, point. Yeah. You're, now that it's coming out, you're happy with it. <laughs> yeah. John definitely. John Paul's yeah. a magician. Yes. <laughs> like I've worked with so many people. Oh god. Yeah. 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 He knows what he's doing. Uh, we we. I guess we were hoping to just to finish it, um, to not take that step. But yeah. And it was like you know, it was totally worth it, and mm-hmm. it really improved the sound. Cool. Yeah, mastering is kind of like a yes. um, a secret little. Yeah, it's a weird. Club. It's a weird thing that like, yeah. very few yeah. people know how to do properly, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can mix it so far, but like I, to bring it up to that commercial level, volume wise, yeah. and ump it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like mastering is one of those things that most people who listen to music don't understand. Like, they just see it on my record. Okay, cool. So we'll master this. Yeah. What does that mean? I will learn mastering, though, if anyone wants some work. (laughs) I'm looking for work. I will record your album. (laughs) Well, based on this one, I mean, you know what you're doing with recording, so that's... uh, Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. The more I do, the better I get. Yeah. So if someone is hearing about you for the first time um, on this podcast, what's the best thing for them to do? I mean, obviously, coming to the show would be be ideal, right? But um, what's the best way for them to hear the music? Where is it? Is this... Comcloud on Bandcamp. Look okay. right now. Um, oh, Comcloud. Oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh wait, we have singles up. Yeah, there's two, <laughs> singles. <laughs> right, two singles on Bandcamp. <laughs> yep. And then there's a music video we put out there for TV Jam. That's on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, pretty soon it'll be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. As far as finding out information about future shows and stuff, what's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Like. Social media, social or, media, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, or, Facebook. Follow, like all of that. Yes, yeah. we usually got things going on that we're sharing. <laughs> yeah, we usually like to do little update videos, whether it's for another show or whether we're leaving mm-hmm. for a festival or whatever. We usually like to to throw stuff up there to keep people in the loop. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. keep it interesting, <laughs> yeah. keep it fun. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, like like Kyle's mentioned, like. We, we really care about our performance and stuff and, and the music, but we like to keep it fun, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Stress-free. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is yeah. kind of interesting considering, like, you know, to go back to what we were saying in the beginning, the complexity, I, I think a lot of people have the impression that people doing music that is overly technical are just completely serious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's cool that you can you can have, like, I mean, even with the band name and the in your old photos where you dress like seniors and stuff, like, that's a goofiness that kind of doesn't necessarily, you wouldn't, assume that something this technical is going to be that goofy so it's kind of cool that you can yeah. you can balance both of those yeah well i guess we had been in the serious realm like when we first started out and just the seriousness is unavoidable when it comes to like what i have to learn before sure. doing this publicly sure right. and it's just like it's not there yet it's not there yet it's not there yet so we've you know been in the in the past we've experienced more so like where it was a little more dead serious we we're, we're always goofy but yeah. Mm-hmm. we're kind of learning from it and it's like this can be fun yeah and yeah, yeah let's a lot make more it zen <laughs> let's make it fun keep everyone on their toes they don't know what yeah. to expect when they see us yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I think it's a big part of everybody's personalities just leaking mm-hmm. out onto the stage 
yeah, definitely. We're, we're we're pretty much always that goofy whether we're playing instruments or not. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just happens to leak out when I do a funny face and do a big drum fill. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the details of the release dates again? And the uh, show? Yeah. Uh, October the 11th, it'll be on Bandcamp, full out, full EP. The next day, we'll have hard copies at the Handsome Daughter. And we're there we're playing with uh, the Harry Prairies and the Scarlet Bouchard Band. Cool. And then a week later, October 18th, uh, the full EP will be out on all the other major platforms. Cool. And then I know that, I don't know about all of you, but some of your other projects, does anyone have anything else that's coming up soon in other groups or other... Uh, everybody's in their own... I'm sure We're all is. doing our own yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now is your chance to yeah. plug in if anyone has anything coming up. If anybody's been following Tusk, we just had a, we had a big show, or not a too big show at the Goodwill. They're back, baby. It's going to be more coming. That's exciting. Yeah. And I am a belly dancer, tribal belly dancer, and I am performing next November 9th at the Autonomal Adornment Show. So if you want to see a jingly, awesome show, that's the one to go to. <laughs> uh, Dizzy Mystics has a couple things booked, and then we're going to be writing, hibernating, and getting a new album going. Cool. But um, yeah, the next show uh, is our final tribute for the foreseeable future. Okay. It's a Soundgarden show with... Uh, we're doing Soundgarden, Forest Pilots are doing Rage Against the Machine, and No Bad Days are doing Chili Peppers, and that's okay, yeah, yeah. November 2nd, like a little post-Halloween-themed thing. I think I need to go to that because I keep missing the Soundgarden ones, and I keep wanting to see it. I mean, it's, it's your last video. chance. It's I, yeah, your yeah, last I chance. Every, every time I see a video, it's like, oh shit, I should have gone to that. And then, yeah. For whatever reason, I, I never can, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to remember the date. Another Dizzy show um, not too long after that. Um, I think I could probably announce it. I don't think the event's up yet, but it will be soon. <laughs> but it's with uh, Confucia and cool. Vagina Witchcraft. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're that's crazy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to have them on the podcast soon, and I've had Confucia on before, so it's like yeah. all bands. That I, yeah, yeah. At cool. the Albert as well. Nice, nice. Awesome. Yeah. I, I just played there as well, and I, I fucking love it. <laughs> that looks great, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, if you want to hear more episodes of this show, uh, including some past ones that most of the people here have been on, <laughs> with one band or another, uh, go to witchpolice.com. All 420-whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. You can also tune in Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get a bit of a boost uh, a few months after they come out in podcast form. So by the time this airs, the, the record will definitely be out. So, you know, driving your car at midnight, uh, which I guess is the only way someone's going to be listening to the radio at midnight, Come home, <laughs> go download the record. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Right on. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Thank Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.